Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Before we start, can we ask one thing? 74% of you that watch this channel frequently do not subscribe. If you've enjoyed our videos, please could you do me a favor and hit the subscribe button? It helps this channel more than you know, and the bigger the channel gets, the bigger the learning gets. Welcome to the Business Focus Podcast. Jonathan Herbs is the host of the Business Focus Podcast. He is a strategic advisor, coach, and mentor to entrepreneurial business owners, CEOs, and senior executives. In this podcast, he chats with entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs of scaling companies. It centers around their entrepreneurial journey so far and their aspirations for their companies. Today, I'm speaking to, and I'm going to apologize in advance um, <laughs> on, uh, if, if I bugger up the, um, the, the, the pronunciation. So, Matshu Mingent, is that right? Yeah, perfect. Okay. On spot. <laughs> and he is CEO of Atessis Capital. So, welcome, Matthew, and, and, and welcome to the series. Yeah, thanks for the introduction, Jonathan. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the conversation. So tell me, what do you and Atessis um, Capital do, do and how long have you been doing it? Yeah, so look, Atessis itself, uh, we're more of a brand uh, as opposed to just one company. And within Atessis, we've got three different branches. So uh, we've got an IT company, uh, we call Atessis IT. Initially, what we're doing uh, previously is we're providing end-to-end solutions for pretty big customers. I'm sure, you know, Sydney Water, HSBC, um, and New South Wales Services. So we we're doing that for a while, but slowly throughout the years, we transitioned uh, to focus more on blockchain development and consulting, uh, which is what we do now. So that's the first branch of the company. Secondly, we've got Atessis Capital. Uh, as you mentioned, that's a venture capital firm. Uh, here, we're working with crypto startups, helping them grow uh, during their early stages. So we do anything from carrying out marketing campaigns to helping them provide advisor, you know, what should the mechanics of their token look like? How should their business model be carried out? That sort of stuff. So um, with these companies, we also invite them into our network. Uh, we connect them to other venture capital firms, developers, advisors, that sort of thing. And the last aspect of our business, we've got an NFT advisory. What we're doing here is we're helping NFT projects scale uh, by developing a strategy for them, and we help them on the execution as well. This could be anyone uh, who just has a simple NFT concept in mind uh, and hasn't even done anything yet. So we'll help them throughout the whole life cycle. Or it could be an NFT project that has already been halfway through their development and they just need that advisory. So that's where we come in. Uh, we establish a roadmap. We might connect them to smart contract developers, um, help them build their Discord, build a general community, uh, and we take it from there. So uh, yeah, Testis is really more of a brand, but within that, we've got the three companies. Uh, in terms of how long we've been doing this for, uh, we got into crypto pretty early, uh, around 2017. So we're working together uh, around then. But officially, uh, the venture capital firm started in early 2021. So it's about been about a year and a half. Uh, and the NFT advisory, that came just a couple months after, uh, during that NFT hype phase, which was April, May uh, 2021. I don't know if you know, have you seen those bored apes? NFTs? Yeah, I'm going to actually deep dive you in a couple of those, those, those points you just made, if you don't mind. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about blockchain versus crypto first. Now, um, and I'm going to give you a, you know, a very high level thing. So um, essentially, yeah. as I understand it, crypto runs on blockchain. And put it okay. in, let's take that a step further. I'm a director of a superannuation fund, and one of the things we are, the initiatives we're looking at doing is how do we deliver, deliver is probably, I'm not sure that's the right term, um, investments via blockchain. Now, 
for those who are interested, um, the Sydney Stock Exchange um, is looking at doing the same thing. I'm not quite sure where they're up to at the moment. So can you firstly take me through difference between blockchain and crypto? Because crypto has a bad name in some areas. And then tell me about NFT, which is, as I understand it is a non-fungible token. I may have got that wrong yeah. right, or wrong. Just give me a minute or two on both those subjects if you can, just to let's do some education. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think the first thing we want to start off is what is a blockchain? Because yeah. uh, I guess that's the underlying technology. To put it simply, uh, without getting too technical, a blockchain is a system where all the information recorded on it um, is immutable. So once you have information on the blockchain, it can't be changed. What's interesting about the blockchain, though, uh, is it's a decentralized network. So what that means is no one actually controls the network, unlike something like uh, think of an SQL database where someone who's in charge can actually change the entries. So what this does is it removes the need for any third parties. Uh, and obviously, we know third parties nowadays, they take large fees uh, with it, which no one likes. With the blockchain as well, uh, the transactions are also instant, very low cost and fees. You can send money from one person to another person anywhere in the world, at, you know, a couple cents almost instantly. So that's the blockchain itself. It's just a network that no one controls. Now, in terms of what a cryptocurrency is, think of a cryptocurrency as a digital currency, which is okay, built I, I, on I just wanted to take you back, Matthew. As I understand, yep. the blockchain can be open or it can also be a closed network, i.e. Yep. the ASX. So it's, it can be either or. Public or private, yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the things with blockchain is, for instance, land titles, um, uh, looking at potentially registering land titles on on, on a yeah, New South Wales government as an example, closed blockchain, which but it, it means that the tra- the whole transfer process becomes easier, as I would say. Yeah, yeah, correct. So you could have a closed or open one, like you mentioned, private or public, what we call it. Yeah. Um, and it just it's just who do you want to open up to everyone, uh, or is it a closed circle? Yeah. Okay, who you share the blockchain with? So crypto. Yeah, crypto. Uh, so crypto is, think of it as a digital currency that's been built on the blockchain. Uh, what's interesting about crypto is um, all the transactions are highly encrypted. So uh, you don't have to understand the whole mechanics of cryptography. What that means, long story short, it means it's really secure. Uh, the difference between uh, and a cryptocurrency and let's just say uh, the credit in your online bank account is Cryptocurrency is decentralized in nature. So like, like the blockchain, no one actually controls it uh, as opposed to your bank account, which is obviously controlled by you know, a central authority. So what's exciting about cryptocurrencies uh, is that you don't have to trust the bank. And you know, in modern society, we, we know how corrupt banks can be. And like I said before, you can transfer crypto from you know, me sitting here in Portugal I can give someone in Nigeria, as long as they have a crypto wallet and they have access to the internet, I can send them Bitcoin, for example, which is a cryptocurrency, instantly at the cost of a couple of cents. So uh, I guess people are seeing crypto as what's going to be uh, the next global payment. Um, and the reason why is knowing how corrupt our monetary system is nowadays, people are looking for that alternative. And I think uh, that's exactly what crypto offers. Okay. Finally, NFTs. NFTs. <laughs> so uh, as you mentioned, it's non-fungible token. When it, whenever I say that, people go, what on earth is that? So the fact that it's non-fungible means it's unique. Uh, you can't replicate it. 
think of it as if it's a unique token that's been built on the blockchain. So in a way, similar to a cryptocurrency, uh, if you look online, an NFT is pretty much just a JPEG image when you look at it, uh, but often than not, it represents a real-world image. So it could be artwork, it could be real estate. Let's say uh, there's a Mona Lisa NFT. If you hold that NFT, you know, essentially what it's saying is you actually own the Mona Lisa, the actual artwork. So uh, the fact that it's an NFT, it's non-fungible, you should only have one. If you had a Mona Lisa NFT and your next door neighbor also had that same NFT, <laughs> you probably scratch your head because there should only be one. But essentially what you could do with that NFT uh, is at any point you could say, I actually want the physical artwork uh, and you could get it you know, delivered to your door. So with NFTs, there's a lot of different utilities. It could either represent, you know, like I said, uh, artwork, it could be real estate. If you play crypto games, the NFT is usually a weapon. It could be skins. Uh, and what makes them valuable is the fact that it's unique uh, and the fact that you actually own something. So um, sort of like I mentioned the, about those board apes before, they sold for over a million dollars, right? And I know there are people out there who scratch their heads. They go, why on earth would I pay millions million dollars for a JPEG image? So I do get that perspective. But the reason why owning one of these apes, um, you know, why it's so exclusive, it's because as a member, you get invited to these different events. You get special access to certain NFT drops. You get these free tokens uh, every now and then just for holding those apes. Uh, and they're, they're worth quite a bit of money. Uh, I've got a friend who owned eight of those apes. Uh, and when he got these free tokens, they were worth almost over a million dollars together. So um, it, it does have value aside from just being a picture. I think the way to see it is you're, you're now part of a group. You're now part of this high class uh, status. You know, Eminem, Madonna, Stephen Curry, they all hold an ape. So in a way, if you hold an ape, um, I guess you're in that circle with them. Okay. Thank you. I've learned a lot. <laughs> so okay, let's, let's move on. So. Um, Running the business during the pandemic, what have you continued doing? What initiatives um, did you take um, that you've continued doing the business? Yeah, so I think the start of the pandemic was when we started to get pretty serious, uh, you know, knuckle down. I know we said we started in 2017, mm. uh, but we were more doing investments back then, you know, had a group chat, were investing together in a few different projects, but Start of the pandemic was when we really started to knuckle down, put our heads down. And the reason why, uh, I guess we just found ourselves with a lot more time on our hands. It's not like we could uh, go down to the pub. We couldn't uh, play sports or whatever it was that we were doing uh, in our free time. So we sort of knuckled down. We began networking all over the place. We expanded our business, started to build a lot of assets for the company. Uh, and by the end of the pandemic, we sort of looked back and we're like, yeah, <laughs> looks like we, we got a fair bit done, which was good. And I think we've sort of just carried that momentum going forward. Um, and I think if the pandemic didn't hit, we'd be quite a few steps back from where we are now. So in a way, we've been able to make the best out of a bad situation. Right. Um, so what do you reckon the future look, looks like for you? And what are your main challenges going forward? Uh, the future, I would say, is pretty exciting, especially for your crypto. Um, I think there's so much unknown in this industry that not a single person could tell you what their company is going to look like in two, three, four, five years uh, from now. But we'll say this though, we think um, we think blockchain technology is going to completely revolutionize the world. The same way the internet did back in 2001, uh, but on a much, much bigger scale. Back then during the mid-90s, 
if you look at it, a lot of people actually didn't believe in the internet. The people were going around saying the internet's a scam. If you look at it now, uh, so if you look at news articles back then, now you've got all these so-called experts. Uh, they were saying things like there's no online database that could replace your newspaper. There's no computer network that could control the way the government operates and runs. People were pretty hysteric about it. They were just going around saying, um, you know, it's it's not possible. Why would we switch everything uh, to being online on, on the web? Uh, and, of course, we look at it now and, and we laugh about it. Uh, but that that's what happened back then. I think the same thing will happen with crypto. Everything will be put on the blockchain. It's only a matter of time before we see adoption come in. Um, so we see regulation come in and obviously adoption uh, will evolve from that. So I think for anyone listening, it's really important to at least understand the basics of blockchain, whether that be for investment, whether that be to advance your career, because I can tell you now, I don't think it's going to go, I don't think it's going to disappear uh, anywhere in in the short term. So um, really important. As us for a company, though, uh, the future does look right. What we're doing is we continue to work with a lot of exciting startups. Our last investment uh, and projects we work with is one called Meta Hollywood. Uh, are you familiar with Planet Hollywood? Yes. Yeah. Uh, to sort of explain, they have these franchises in the US. They're pretty much cafes where you walk into and you sit down, order your meal, but on the wall could be you know, an Elton John with guitar or that sort of stuff. So Planet Hollywood have actually created a crypto company uh, called Meta Hollywood, which we've uh, invested in. Pretty exciting stuff. They've got Megan Fox uh, and 50 Cent on board, which is uh, pretty cool to work with them. And we're also currently talking uh, to this company called, it's called Pixel Links. Are you familiar with, do you know who Richie Horton is? Uh, also oh, no, known as no, Dead no, Mouse. No, no, no. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dead Mouse, he's uh, a really famous DJ. He might be Maybe a little bit younger for your time, uh, but oh, come on, come on! Hey, hey. <laughs> just being honest here. But um, no, he's he's a really famous DJ, but he's also a super super smart engineer. So he's created this metaverse project with about fifty other people. Uh, what they're doing is they're building a metaverse, but for music. I don't even want to try to describe what they're building because I'm probably going to just butcher it and not do it justice. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I guess being able to work with these type of people. Um, and actually seeing how creative some people are in this industry, uh, it's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, very last thing I'll touch on in terms of what we're doing, uh, we're in the middle of expanding as well. So we're about to set up overseas uh, in Portugal. I'm in Portugal right now. So you might know Lisbon's probably one of the biggest crypto hubs out there. Um, it's not. exciting. I'm actually, yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty good. They've they've had a lot of migration over the last couple of years because they've got um, you know a lot of a lot of laws and um, I guess it's favourable for taxis um, if you set up in Portugal, which is good. Uh, so uh, setting up in Portugal and we're also creating a Web3 fund. So at the moment, talking to sophisticated investors, hedge funds, family office, uh, yeah. that sort of stuff. You know, um, thank you. Um, your point about technology, um, yeah, one of the things I, I talk to my clients about often is how, yeah, three to five years from now, yeah, technology will have changed everything. You know, tech, blockchain, etc. And you know, you know, a good example of that was when I did my MBA. And yes, I'm now going to show that I'm a bit older than you. <laughs> I did my MBA in 1991, and the internet was not even mentioned in my MBA. It didn't, yes. didn't get a mention at all. Um, uh, sorry, um, didn't get a mention at all. So that's how much things have changed. And, and you know, they talk about Moore's Law, and if you look at that. 
swish, uh, swish behind me, um, the exponential growth of the technology is going to affect everybody. I agree. So, listen, your big, uh, tell me your biggest learning since you've been, been a business owner. Uh, a couple of things. Um, I think the first one would probably be lead by example. For people in your team to follow you, I think you need to earn their respect. You know, if I'm not working hard as a business owner, I, I can't expect other people to do the same. Uh, another thing, I think it's important to treat people well. Uh, I know it goes without saying, but I think, you know, having worked for other people in the past, uh, it's pretty shocking how some business owners uh, actually treat people. So I think for me, what I try to think is how do I want to be treated? I want my business owner to be really open-minded, want them to listen to my ideas, take on my feedback, all that sort of stuff. And as we know, the happier everyone in your team is, uh, the better it is for your business. Uh, and lastly, I think it's really important that you and your team carry the same vision. The last thing you want is someone in your team um, not being passionate about what they're doing or not really seeing the purpose uh, of the tasks, you know, they're meant to carry out. So what we do to sort of avoid this uh, is every couple of months we hold these big meetings where we sit down, uh, have a really open discussion where we pretty much talk about anything. We talk about where we're at, what we're doing well, what we're doing not so well. Um, are we happy with our progress? What do we want to sort of focus on uh, in the coming months, short-term, long-term, uh, mid-term as well? So I think if you're able to have these really open discussions with your team uh, and get everyone to contribute um, and make sure you're all on that same level, it's going to do a lot for you and your company. Great advice. Great advice. Um, so tell me, um, when you think of the word successful, who pops into your mind first and why? Successful, there's a few to pick from. Uh, I would probably say Kevin O'Leary um, or Mr. Wonderful, as I like to call him. The thing I like about him is so not Kevin just the Leary, fact that he's, he's built. Correct me if I'm wrong, he's on American Shark Tank, is that wrong? Yeah, that's he's right. He's the really problem. aggressive one who, oh. yeah. Uh, so he's on Shark Tank. Um, he's pretty aggressive, but what I like about him, he's built a lot of successful businesses, but he's also very adaptable. So when I think of someone who's intelligent, which is obviously, you know, the ability to learn and adapt to new situations, I think of him. If you look at his track record, he's got businesses in almost every industry, human resources, IT, investments, venture capital, uh, he's got a venture capital firm, and now he's also pretty big into crypto. Uh, so if you look at what he's done with him, even if he's unfamiliar with a certain industry, what he'll do is he'll take the time to educate himself. He'll become an expert in that field himself. Uh, then what he does is he looks for gaps in the markets and obviously finds a way to make a business and make money out of that. So uh, I think because he's so versatile, to me, he he's quite appealing. Great. Yeah, that's my favourite question. I um. <clears throat> Most of the other questions tend to reinforce, um, uh, yeah, people, um, CEOs tend to reinforce each other um, yeah. with some small changes. But the, the successful question, like, some of the answers we've had are fabulous. Um, <laughs> everything from grandmother, mothers, um, brother, um, Tom Cruise, you know, like it's it's a huge yeah. range, range of people. And and also the definitions of successful too, which is um, it's worth just listening yeah. to the series just to understand different different approaches. Tell me, are you a reader, um, podcast, so, uh, listen to podcasts, anything you'd recommend? Uh, books, not so big. I think I spend most of my time just reading through crypto articles uh, or white papers. Uh, one of my buddies did recommend The Lean Startup uh, yep. by Eric Reeves. Yep. Yep. Have, you, have you read it? Yep. Excellent book, yep. 
Good, good week, yeah. Uh, so probably add that one to my list. I'm a lot bigger on podcasts. So uh, I get most of my macroeconomic insights from uh, this company called Real Vision. Uh, mm-hmm. It's run by a pretty successful guy called uh, Well Power, really smart guy, very successful hedge fund manager. Uh, if you want to keep up with the economy uh, or interested in investments, definitely recommend. For fun and, I guess, motivation, I listen to this guy called Andrew Huberman. Um, he runs this podcast called Huberman Lab. Not not very popular. But do, do, do you know the last interview I did, which actually was two hours ago because I've had to process this stuff, um, yeah. uh, recommended the same, the same, the same blog. Oh, same podcast. Oh. I'm also going to have yeah. to Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Well, he, he's really interesting. He's this American neuroscientist. And what he does is he explains the science behind how your brain actually works and all these little neurological processes we, you know, face day to day. And it's interesting to understand the actual effects of mindset. Uh, and I guess the different ways us as humans, we can optimize ourselves um, to be the best version. So it's interesting because he speaks about humans as if with these robots that need to be configured for optimization. Uh, but no, I highly recommend. I think it's good for, it's pretty motivating as well. Okay. So listen, you've already identified that I'm of a, a, a different generation to you. Um, yeah. Yeah, out of interest to me, when do you, how do you consume podcasts? Like, do you do it while you're walking? I mean, how, I just find there's not enough time of the day to listen to everything I'd like to. Yeah, it's, uh, I know most most people I talk to, they put their headphones in and they go for a walk around the box sort of thing. I actually like to sit down and just watch it because I, I find it when I go for a walk, I don't get, don't get everything they take, everything they say out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I sit down, I can actually, you know, just concentrate fully. So I probably spend about half an hour to 45 minutes a day. Um, you know, normally I have to do all my work and just sit down and, Give it a listen. So do you do you schedule that time in? Uh yeah, it's it's sort of become routine for me now. So right, okay. normally yeah. after dinner, I've got a bit of time for you and just just give it, Great. give it a listen. Good advice. Thank you. It's just something, you know, something I grapple with because I've got so many uh, <laughs> podcasts on, on my on my you know on my on my list. I just never get to them. Um, okay, last question. Any last piece of advice or parting words for CEOs or aspiring CEOs? Yeah. Um, look, I think if um, if you're someone who's young or you're someone who already has a company looking to be a CEO, there's there's a lot of takeaways. But I do want to leave you with this. I've got these big words uh, on my wall back at home, uh, and what it says it says passion changes everything. It is a bit cheesy. I know. Uh, it says passion changes oh, everything. Yeah. yeah, it is a bit cheesy. Some pe- some people laugh when they see it. Uh, but I think this applies to anything you do, whether it be sports, career, business, your relationships. There's nothing more powerful than someone who's extremely passionate uh, about what they're doing. And the reason why is this person, by default, is going to be an absolute freak at what they do. So uh, I guess my message to aspiring CEOs or CEOs out there as well, um, go out there, find what it is that makes your blood boil, find what it is that gets you up at 5 a.m. and jump around. Uh, and dedicate all your energy into that. Uh, as a bonus, if you're able to monetize that thing that you're doing, you'll you'll have a successful business. Great advice, Matthew. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time. And particularly, what time is it in Portugal? Uh, it's seven forty-five, but I oh, I'm an early bird, so okay. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I really enjoyed chatting. 
Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for having me here. If you were hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on YouTube, Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you watch slash listen. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, please send an email to admin at scaleupgrowth.co. Put be a guest in the subject line and tell me a little about yourself. If you want to gauge where your business growth potential is and identify where the biggest opportunities in your business lie or where the key needs that you need to concentrate on right now are, take our assessment where you will receive personalized advice for improvement. It's quick and free. Go to scaleupgrowth.scoreapp.com. If you would like to work with me one-to-one, I love coaching and get the best outcomes that way. Send me an email to jonathan at scaleupgrowth.co and put one-to-one in the heading. Tell me a bit about your business and let's see how we can apply a great strategy for your business. So that's it for this week. Tune in next time for more great learnings from a scaling entrepreneur.